You're listening to a Mint podcast brought to you by HD Smartcast. Hi everyone, this is Shovik and welcome to the Mint Techsetra podcast. I cover technology for Mint where we try to make boring tech sound cool for you and hope that we don't end up making cool tech sound boring. Tune in as we decode the latest from the world of technology in India and around the world every week. Today's episode will be presented to you by RJ Ayush, who's a radio jockey with Fever FM and hosts his own tech show called Tech Panti. Over to you, Ayush. How is AI, generative AI, fueling the business transformation for enterprises? Over the years, groundbreaking technological assets have enabled us to deliver customized and transformative solutions to global businesses. Generative AI, with its innovative capabilities, fuels curiosity and opens new avenues for exploration. Implementing generative AI requires a sound strategy, specialized skills and data management. Nevertheless, it offers an extraordinary opportunity for businesses, enhancing scalability and providing personalized customer support. So how can generative AI continue to shape and revolutionize industries? To address these inquiries, let us welcome Akhilesh Ayer. Akhilesh Ayer heads WNS Triange, which is WNS's group for research, analytics and AI practice. With his strategic expertise, transformative leadership and global operations acumen, he has propelled WNS to remarkable heights of success. We are thrilled to listen to Akhilesh's wealth of knowledge and explore the world of generative AI. Welcome to our podcast, Mintech Sectra. Hi Akhilesh, how are you? Excellent, Ajay Ayush. Very, very excited to talk about um, generative AI. And one honest confession, none of the questions that you are asking, I'm not giving any answers from ChatGPT or Google Bar. That's the only <laughs> confession I have. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, so, Akhilesh, can you tell us about the evolution of generative AI over the years? And what are the key advancements that have contributed to its impressive capabilities? Uh, no, great question, Ayush. I think things have changed so fast over the past few decades. It's unimaginable that a few decades back, there used to be these so-called mainframe supercomputers, the size of complete buildings which would generate calculations that a mere calculator can do in a fraction of a second now. The coin has just flipped. Uh, there is a simple command prompt uh, with a few text characters and it solves problems that could perhaps put, um, you know, a satellite into the moon. But technically, Gen AI is a field, as you know, where an AI algorithm can generate new content from whatever you feed to it by looking at patterns within that. Now, in the past, there used to be a technical term called Markov models or hidden Markov models, now, which used to generate simple text. Fast forward a little bit. Uh, there is what is called as neural networks, specifically recurrent neural networks that could generate more coherent sequences. And then the scientists added uh, a mix to it, which is called generative adversarial networks. So there is one model which has an input data of, say, 100 questions and answers, and it simulates new questions to fool another model. The other model, regardless of that, tries to answer the question. And then they flip the roles. So each learns from each other over a period of time. And then there's a lot of content that generates. And the whole thing becomes much smarter. 
and then add to it a term called transformers which is able to put context so rj you gave a few lines of introduction about me the transformer is able to figure out that in all of that conversation you're talking about someone in particular uh, it's not about some transformation it's not about some turn around it's about a person now that's a context and the transformers do that so there has been an evolution of the computing mechanisms uh, that have allowed for generative ai to be so meaningful to us on the one hand and then on the other hand there has been infrastructural changes data storage i mean you need millions of terabytes of data there's the ability of data storage there is the evolution of computing power because you need so much computing power to run uh, an llm model it's not even funny there is the explosion of data everywhere everything is being collected and then the ai ml techniques that i mentioned right so all of these have fused together uh, to come and you know bring llm and generative ai to where it is and today you can do whatever i mean the uh, the world is at your feet true i mean um, asking this question to you the way you gave an example a parallel example of a calculator the time has come where uh, uh, the things of science fiction are actually becoming reality like a generative ai moving on to my next question akhilesh uh, when businesses integrate generative ai into their operational processes they often face unique challenges could you shed some light on the common hurdles they encounter any interesting stories that you have to share so Thanks. typically ayush there are three kinds of problems that an organization might face first is the organizational challenge but we all know that we are all made up of people still and so there will be a lot of people challenges there will be resistance to adoption there will be people who want to do something but they don't have the skills to do that there'll be agendas at play different departments don't talk to each other etc there'll be technology know how that they will be lacking they don't know how to go about doing it it's not about putting a prompt into a into an llm model and getting a response It's a little bit more complicated than that so there'll be technological challenges there will be ability to create business cases i mean you can solve something so long as it makes sense uh, if it's going to be far more expensive for very little roi it makes no sense right uh, and the fourth is the ability to determine what kind of use cases you should use gen ai for you shouldn't try and solve every single problem that an organization faces so how do you prioritize that so there are these organizational set of challenges now there are inherent challenges in the generative ai llm models hmm. right the first one is hallucination now often times i'll give you one example and this example i'm going to repeat for the sake of continuity uh, but there's an airline intermediary let's say right we work with uh, or we use airline intermediaries to book tickets hotels flights refunds etc uh, often times there are hundreds of policy documents behind so ayush if you were to go and change your tickets somewhere and you are you think you need a refund you will go and ask that question to that intermediary and it needs to know the answer for it by parsing through some 125 policy document and if it does not know then genai should be able to answer the question saying i don't know or i will come back uh, but genai has the habit sometimes of still trying and giving some answer based on whatever limited on response it has and it may give you rubbish so you're asking for um, some refunds and it may tell you why don't you book a ticket to the himalayas instead 
right so that is hallucination so there is the model is assuming uh, things and hallucinating as if it's under an influence of some substance and for which you- there was a there was a corporate company which went through this right recently not naming yes. the company but uh, yeah yeah so that's an inherent problem of jani i there's two other things which are very important bias and fairness okay bias is when you the llm models are trained with some underlying data and it will keep repeating basis that and therefore if your underlying data suggests that a certain thing has happened let's say a train uh, always reaches a certain station at a certain time under certain circumstances it will keep predicting that it will keep happening all the time but that may not be the case there might be a change in weather there might be a problem in the signal etc and it needs to be able to factor in so if there is underlying bias in the data there will be bias in the output and then there is fairness so this is very very important the world is not a fair place but you want the ai model to be as unbiased and fair as possible which means suppose there is an uh, a demographic uh, which applies for loans now in the past maybe a lot of that demographic were not eligible for loans and therefore the loans got rejected but this particular individual actually might necessarily qualify for it it will be unfair if this individual is rejected basis something so how do you ensure that there is fairness in the model and organizations need to ensure that they've got systems for fairness uh because it's also regulatory mandated and it's just the right thing to do right so bias and fairness is going to be extremely important uh there is trust and authenticity so there needs to be trust in the data that you are generating ai that comes in and that it needs to be authentic verifiable more importantly it needs to be explainable now uh between you and i if both of us go and apply for a loan somewhere or for an insurance policy what is the basis at which you are given a certain interest rate and i am given a certain interest rate a bank will need to have some kind of a mechanism to justify the regulators if there is a difference llm models often times that are public llm models are trained on underlying data that nobody knows and therefore how does the bank trust or explain away the rationale for this so there needs to be mechanisms that organizations need to develop to extract the output and then verify that it is explainable in some shape and form right so explainability is a uh, is a challenge and then finally continuous learning so if your llm model has certain underlying data things change every minute and so there needs to be a continuous loop so these are all inherent issues with gen ai itself that organizations need to be mindful of and then finally once you solve for some organization challenges and understanding how you are going to solve for llm the third thing is around implementation now you can ask any number of questions to uh, an llm but it will all be eventually paid you ask 100 questions you are sending 100 tokens there is that kind of cost is there a better way to make myself more efficient because if the cost escalates your business proposal becomes unviable there may be resource constraints you may not have the necessary infrastructure Uh, you know production environments workflow systems how do you you know decision things so the same loan example there is a computing system behind and the gen ai is fed into that computing system and some agent 
is reading that and then telling you or me on the phone saying that sir you will get it at this interest rate you know the whole infrastructure needs to work there will be concern there should be user acceptance i think people who are using the output should trust us if they don't they will not use it finally extremely important is data privacy and or privacy issues hmm. right so every organization will need to ensure that they've got necessary safeguards for privacy so i think these are the three broad structural um, challenges that organizations will face true and perfectly answered i mean i now know almost everything that there is to um implementation of uh, generative ai in businesses uh but i would also want to know it would be great if you could share some insights on how generative ai empowers businesses to enhance solution scalability and expand their reach to a broader market segment that's a great question now uh, i'm scratching my head here but let me take another business example and i use business examples um, sometimes are boring but sometimes are extremely interesting uh you know we live in busy metros mumbai delhi new york london paris and the traffic is uh, horrible everywhere hmm. and uh, let's say two cars meet with an accident now the insurance company has to look at all the claims because somebody or the other is making a claim saying that my car has got damaged etc what is the chance what is the chance that somebody is making a fraudulent claim okay now the gen ai model uh in the past what used to happen is there are a million claims that an insurance company comes some agent is trying to sample them okay so they will say oh we can't do a million claims let's look at 100000 claims or let's look at 10000 claims based on certain rules that they will look at then from within that you know they will there will be human biases which will say this looks like a fraudulent claim because we have noticed uh that if street number 53 on 5th avenue or anything in bikala in mumbai comes there is a chance that it's a fraudulent claim hmm. it may be wrong but there may be human bias involved what gen ai does is takes all of this out of the equation right coupled with proprietary ai models and automation but now the insurance company can process 100% of the claims which means all the million claims it will be able to test not only that it will eliminate the human bias by using your own proprietary ai models to check the propensity of fraud and gen ai will prop a prompt to an agent saying that this looks like a fraudulent claim because of these these reasons so it may also be able to identify the reason so that's a very good example of how you scale the business from 10000 claims assessment to a million claims assessment but there are new use cases also i used just imagine a situation where a x-ray scanning machine company not only provides the scanning machine but because there is so much scans going on let's say they retain the data using gen ai it can show patterns and train Uh, an algorithm and say that for these patterns the chances that the eye has retinopathic diabetes is very high now the scanning company was never in the business of making that diagnosis uh 
but now maybe that's a model that they may come up with aiding doctors they may not be the final authority to make the recommendation that will always give the doctor but it is the new market uh, that opens up for them or uh, we have a, a website which caters to let's say french speaking countries uh, and then suddenly they want to go into mandarin speaking countries or english speaking countries generative ai can immediately help you enter new market so the possibilities are immense uh, it's just it's our imagination that's our own limitation wow and we always love hearing about real world success stories do you happen to know any noteworthy examples of generative ai implementations that have truly transformed enterprises we're actually oh, eager to learn more a lot in fact as we speak Uh, at WNS and WNS Trans, we are working with at least sixty plus use cases, right? So there is just within my company sixty plus use cases. Uh, let me start off with the airline intermediary example again. Now here is this use case where the intermediary has many people manning the phone lines, answering questions of customers who are either trying to do ticket ticket rescheduling, refunds, itinerary chains, etc. now this airline company has some 1026 policy documents at the back which means the person who is amending the phone has to somehow find from 1026 documents to give an answer to this one person hmm. what we are doing here uh, using gen ai is creating a loop where these questions go and chunk so there is a technology called chunking so we use a vector graph database where for that question from the 1026 we are able to identify some five six key policy documents that needs to be looked at hmm. okay so there is an ai model there's a vector graph that we do but after that the gen ai actually goes and picks up the information from those five documents and comes up with a response saying uh, ayush since you want a refund you are eligible for this much refund since you booked at this date you lost this money uh, and this is the way you will be paid at this point in time or you can reuse this money for the next trip that you make etc 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 all of this gen ai does on its own in a fraction of a second hmm. okay so this is what it does is people like you and i who are dealing with that intermediary earlier would have to wait for 20 minutes or the next day for an answer to come now within a few seconds they get the answer you are happy the airline is happy the cost of running the whole operation has reduced you will want to uh, travel again mistakes and errors that would happen in these transactions are reduced hmm. so it's a win win all along right so it completely disrupts uh, the way uh, customer service is handled here so this is one real world use case the second one ayush is on the same car accident let's say there's two cars that have happened now you or one person is driving car a and he makes a claim to his insurance company or her insurance company but actually the fault is of the other car hmm. and the other car is insured by another company which means the first insurance company should claim some money from the next one right it's called subrogation so you need to recover that money in gen ai when somebody files a claim so the first person person a writes an email saying this is how it happened etc and uploads a photo 
Gen AI bases that description and the photo will be able to say the level of damage that there is. Okay, is it heavy, medium, less, etc. That all automatically it is able to do. And based on the description may be able to suggest that this is where there may be some subrogation opportunity available. Hmm. Okay, so there is this benefit that happens. And then we plug our own AI models along with it to say, A, is this car completely total loss? It has to be totaled and replaced. Is there some repairing that happens? And what is the chances of recovery basis, uh, the damage that has happened? So this is another case of uh, Gen AI, where the there is no individual human being who is trying to make an assessment of the level of damage. There is no assessment of whether subrogation, there is no subjectivity there. It is a system, right? And again, 100% of the claims. So all the million claims can be assessed like that. So Fantastic. So this is a second example, which is, I think, quite good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh- makes me to think that there's a lot of homework also which needs to be done to teach uh, these Gen AI models. I mean, uh, for individual industries, there would be different case scenarios. So, um, like asking you this question, that how much effort does uh, it take to train a Gen AI model? Ayush, you put me in a spot here, but this question we need to ask to all the LLM model makers like Microsoft and Google and etc. But billions and billions and billions of uh, data fields have been fed in to train these models over multiple iterations. Uh, The data would have to be stored in the computing uh, engine would have servers which would run into multiple football fields. Hmm. Okay. For all of this to start making coherent sense. So that is the amount of effort that has gone in training these uh, LLM models to a certain degree. But there are two types or three types of LLM models. There's the large public LLM models. There are also very specific industry like healthcare for etc etc those are slightly smaller maybe a few football fields not too many (laughs) (laughs) very nice so Akhilesh generative AI has the potential to deliver personalized and efficient support to its customers or clients can you share any interesting examples or anecdotes that highlight how businesses have achieved this using gen AI oh absolutely Ayush I think the first example I would give is the same example of the travel intermediary Uh, which is where in the past a customer would make a phone call about their itinerary changes, refunds, etc. And it would take many, many minutes, sometimes hours, sometimes uh, the travel intermediary or airline or whoever would even ask for a day or two to revert back. Right, And now it happens in a fraction of a second. Everybody is very, very happy. But I'll give you one more example of a very different thing. Now we are all... Uh, members of loyalty programs of retailers of airlines of so many other things and the loyalty program uh, there's a lot of data that these companies collect behind the loyalty program this demographic data this past transaction data etc based on that they keep giving offers and stuff like that if you stay for two nights we'll give you one night complimentary if you buy these three things special offer of four thing at 50 percent discount so on and so forth These are all based on segmentations. So they make segments of people 
who display a certain behavior who come from a certain demographic who have a certain transaction history etc and they keep create intelligent segments and there are ai models which run offers for these people so it simulates offer what type of offer at what price from which channel etc wow but it is in some way a little static in the sense that once the segments are made the offers are customized and they are given to you and then based on the way you react to the offers automatically it goes in a loop and the offers and the segments change a little bit right so that's the ai part so in generative ai now let's just consider a situation where a customer logs into the website of a retailer or an airline or a hotel let's say a hotel and by default the ai model would have figured that this person needs to be given two nights free stay at this property uh having said that the person is not taking the bait and is looking for something else which means that the behavior on the website is real time a different behavior hmm. right now there will be a machine learning algorithm which will pick up this behavior one night special uh, offer with your partner at goa etc which is what actually would make you happy now this was never part of the original plan but generative ai real time provides customer delight by helping create an offer in combination with an ml tech well makes me to believe that i need to log into such websites to get some <laughs> offers that i've been <laughs> waiting for yeah <laughs> moving on you know when developing a strategy and business case for implementing generative ai what critical factors should businesses prioritize we would love to hear your thoughts on this no i think um, simple things first is the business value uh, ayush i mean we need to know which use cases we need to go after now the insurance example i gave instead of 10000 claims if i am able to process a million claims at a fraction of a time with far more accuracy eliminating human bias it's a winner or if i am going to reduce the time of my customers calling into my contact center from many minutes or a few hours to seconds it's a no brainer right so there are multiple areas where you should know the business value and the cost of implementation will be there but the value will far outlive that right so that's i think the first consideration second you want to make sure that all your internal stakeholders are aligned um you want to make sure that you have necessary data available to be able to render the service otherwise you're not going to be able to do that uh make sure we understand the timeline to implement a solution right so if it's going to take 3 months 6 months 3 years this is a problem if it's much longer and so how do you prioritize your use cases so that's one second use genai where it makes sense don't use it where it does not make sense sometimes your existing automation nlp machine learning tools can do the job just use that i mean you don't need to use tokens and increase cost uh, to do that um so when you are building your strategy business value stakeholder buy in uh, use case identification data sufficiency uh, these are all important things change management is extremely important there is often times change for internal people organization technology processes and external customers etc make sure we understand the changes uh, that come uh, be aware of the regulatory impact 
impact on privacy things like that very very important that we do that there is obviously the technical issues you need the necessary hardware and infrastructure you need to know how to pick up your own proprietary ml models you need to know that you are going to be able to run a scaled model now 10000 claims i am processing versus a million you know your system should be able to process it mm-hmm. uh, so you should be able to run a scaled operation and then there is the inherent risks around hallucination fairness bias etc so you look at all of that as well right so these are all the things you put in the mix as you define your strategy uh, to become gen ai but right the wave up front know it beforehand get the right teams in place identify the right use cases create the budgets and go for it if you don't do it someone else true i mean of course you did mention like data is crucial but the quality of data is also crucial i mean for successful implementation of generative ai how can businesses ensure that the data they use is reliable and accurate considering its significant impact on outcomes uh, is a great question ayush but the good news here is that data um has always been the secret sauce and always the underlying problem even without gen ai so even if you are using machine learning models or regular analytics or uh, ai data was always going to be a key because you know garbage in garbage out and therefore you will need the necessary frameworks and mechanisms uh to to ensure you are able to bring the data at the right place that you got mechanisms to uh, you know check uh, for the data quality you got a data quality framework especially now for gen ai that you are able to detect anomalies outliers complexities in the in the data that you got automated data quality engines uh for us to be able to do that plus data harmonization which means um i let's pick the example of the the airline intermediary there is 1026 policy documents now what if 15 of those documents or policies undergo a change hmm. right now that change has to be reflected across the value stream not only in the underlying data but on the data that gets fed into my own ai models which then gets fed into the generative ai models so data needs to be harmonized the term is data harmonization where the single source of truth pervades across the organization for every change that happens so that's going to be extremely important uh, for us so data quality frameworks data quality engines harmonization master data management management bringing it all in the right cloud with necessary security and guardrails mm. is the way forward Uh, this has been a uh, a challenge and an opportunity for enterprises all along i think it just accentuates the need for gen ai fantastic uh, we also know that generative ai often collaborates with other ai technologies like machine learning and natural language processing how do these technologies complement each other in the context of business transformation can you provide some insights into the synergies yeah sure i mean uh in a way these technologies of uh, nlp and ml are co-opted in the gen ai technology in some ways uh but it it might be easier instead of me giving you a theory talk through an example mm. right now there is a multitude of questions uh or let's say let's take the example of you logging into your one of those websites you mentioned right now there is a set of questions that you are going to ask uh what is the question pertaining to 
is formed by a combination of words. My name is R.J. Ayush. I live in such and such city. I'm based out of Pune. Uh, I, you know, I have been a member of this uh, loyalty program for the past 25 years, so on and so forth, etc. And then you ask the question. There is a pattern in that question. NLP actually picks up the patterns and brings it and reduces the scope of the query to mm. what you need, right? That gets fed into a machine learning algorithm to say that for RJ Ayush, he falls in this uh, demographic. This is his past transaction history. This is his uh, buying pattern. And therefore, this is the offer that should be given is a machine learning algorithm. Mm. Uh, and then there is also some changes that you display on the website. So the machine learning algorithm picks it, right? Now that gets fed into a Gen AI model, which dynamically creates content and gives you a new offer. So NLP, machine learning, Gen AI, all working in tandem to give you the, the right solution. So, Fantastic. so that's the way things work. And such examples you will find in almost uh, all use cases of Gen AI. Because Gen AI does five things, typically. It generates new content. It can edit content. If you have large pieces of content, it can create a summary of it. It can help you do question answers. You ask a question, it gives you an answer from an underlying data. And mm. it can classify. Okay, so is it a high damage or is it a low damage? Is it fraudulent? Is it not classification? So it does one of them. But as an input mechanism, there are NLP, ML, and it's co-opted in it. Right? So Fantastic. I mean, uh, it takes me to saying this point that the way we interact, I mean, humans interacting with technologies has also changed. Now you've got a name uh, through which you call your phone, you say, hey, Siri. And then your uh, smartphone responds to you. It might be Bixby, it might be an Alexa. So the way they respond to you uh, is as if some human is responding to you. And you refer to them also uh, as uh, the beings of intelligence. And that's how uh, AI has become. So, Akhilesh, as we look ahead to the future, what are your thoughts on the emerging trends in the field of generative AI and how they might influence business transformations? So I'm going to give you a boring answer, uh, but a very relevant one, but then also something that's of interest to us. First and foremost, the technical trends, right? So let's put that past. LLM models and, you know, you take the big ones like ChatGPT and all of them that we are available or OpenAI uh, have multiple LLM models behind them. What will happen now is what is called multimodal generative models. Multimodal generative models will essentially combine multiple types of models at the back end. Today, they are working at the back end separately. In the front end, it's one. Going forward, at the back end also, they will be together. I think it will make it more efficient and will make our interaction with them far more effective and nicer. There will be frameworks like Langchain. Okay, Langchain is a technical term. Now, what happens is sometimes you are interacting with one LLM model and suppose it does not give you the answer. Then you will have to try and repeat that with another LLM model. And then with another if it doesn't suffice. Langchain will allow you to connect these LLM models and allow your query or whatever to pass through all of them 
so that you are you able to use multiple of them in kind some kind of a network and get your answer right so langchain is that uh, technology but then there is also uh, the other features like uh, there will be very industry specific or use case specific llms so today we've got these large open ai you try and ask any question it tries and give you an answer etc but there will be very specific for healthcare diagnostics or for claims or for something around finance etc so there will be very specific industry or functional domain specific llm models which are going to emerge what it does is it reduces the size of the llm models therefore the need for computing space storage all of that uh, it is more targeted which means the quality of the responses better more accurate less hallucination that's you know those kind of things and the cost is also lower so there are developments of those kind that will happen and then there is of course the uh, there is a combination of hybrid models so there will be like we spoke right machine learning and generative ai together i think they will all come in prepackaged mechanisms for particular use case like the use case i spoke to you about mm. uh, so there will be these that will start coming in right and so these are all changes that will be there and the nerds and the geeks get very excited uh, with all of that but for the common user that means there is um, uh, ease of getting responses to what they want is in customer service is in insurance experience getting your loans passed uh, for regulators and authorities to find out anti money laundering cases much more mm. effectively uh, there will be cases where customer service will start getting much seamless shipping companies will be able to ensure shipping that gets done more much more effectively without baggages being lost i mean there are so many possibilities uh, that are likely to happen i think the important is the regulation around we want to make sure that data privacy is maintained there is bare explainability to everything that there is fairness and unbiasedness in the models and all of that is a heady mix of opportunities and challenges for all of us all of us to gravitate to but i think the opportunities far outweigh uh, the challenges for businesses to adopt for service providers like us to be able to innovate and come up with new use cases and solutions and so i see this very very positively i think skill sets for employees will improve uh, there will be so many new career opportunities that people will get i mean it's just i think a series of opportunities across the landscape i think governments will be able to provide services in a much more effective manner um so we can get started we'll have another program just on that oh fantastic and thank you so much for ending this uh, episode today on such a bright note and not a controversial one that ai is going to take all of our jobs <laughs> thanks for saying that we're going to create more jobs um, i'd like to thank you akilesh for being a part of mintexetra this episode uh, was brought to you by nascom thank you so much the pleasure was mine and ayush thank you for making this interaction um you know so lively and nice and highly interactive appreciate all the questions you asked uh, you know thank you so much so that's that for this episode we really hope that you enjoyed what we discussed and if you have suggestions in terms of what more we can cover as part of our podcast do let us know you can catch me at distant vicinity on twitter and at shovik das on instagram thank you so much see you next time
to stay updated on this podcast follow us at hd smartcast on all the major social media platforms to listen to more such podcasts log on to www.hdsmartcast.com